You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I'll just kind of reach around and slap two or three people. Can you do that? Just greet somebody and go ahead. Oh, I've seen that over there. She lied. She, she put one right on you, didn't she? I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. I need to dismiss all those who are going to be baptized. This is Pastor Aaron. Wave at everybody there, Pastor Aaron. If you'll follow him, uh, take your clothes with you that you're going to change into. Um, if you have your Bibles. Oh, man. If you have your Bibles. And you should turn with me to John chapter 3, verse 16, if you would, please. And then uh, once you get that, you can stand with me for the reading of the word. I always forget and have you sit down. And it's like an exercise. Jane Fonda, or Jane, what, what, you know, who is it? Did she have a workout video or something? Some of you guys look like Richard Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here today. Amen. The title of the message is whoever. Somebody say whoever. Yeah. And the word whosoever could be used also. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Somebody say everlasting. everlasting. John three sixteen. I think probably the majority of us uh, knows uh, this verse. The entire gospel comes to focus in this verse. It's the center of everything that we believe. God reaches out and he draws others in. And I'm asking you this morning, are you reaching out? and drawing others in. When you love somebody dearly, you are willing to give freely to the point of self-sacrifice. Even when it hurts, when you love somebody, you will give and give and give and give. The word whoever, somebody say it again, whoever. That word unrolls the welcome mat of heaven to all of humanity. No other God, no other way. We was having a discussion, I believe Pastor Reed and I, a couple weeks ago, where some ministers don't wanna actually say there is no other way. But I'm gonna say what the Bible says, there is no other way. No other way except through Jesus Christ. If you believe that, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. The word whoever, that's an invitation and it invites the world, the whole world. And in other parts of the world, well, even in this country, there'll be people that say there is other gods. There is no other God. There is only the God, one God, Jireh, that we just sang about this morning. There's no other God. So whoever invites the entire world to God, 
Jesus could have so easily narrowed the scope, changing whoever into whatever, but he didn't. He could have said whatever Jew believes, whatever woman believes, whatever social status, whatever, etc. on and on. He could have narrowed it down, but he didn't do that. It's indefinite. Listen to me this morning. After all, who isn't a whoever? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look like a whoever. The word whoever destroys racial fences. We live in a nation today where if we don't agree with people, they say we're a racist. Well, we're gonna learn a little bit today about how in the Bible days there was actual racism. And I'm not saying that in America there's no racism, I'm not saying that, but I don't believe we live in a racist nation. Oh, that didn't go well, did it? You ain't got the backbone, but I do. And I'll say it how I feel the Lord has given it to me that the word whoever destroys racial fences. fences. Whoever, it destroys social classes. Whoever bypasses gender borders. The women was having a Bible study this week and I knew they had food down there. <laughs> so I was studying and I got up and I went down and I walked in where they was having Bible study and one of the ladies said, hey, this meeting's for the women. And I said, I identify today as a woman. <laughs> well, if you are confused, you go to Genesis chapter two, verse seven, and it speaks about God formed man from the dust of the ground. This, this is not even my message. And he breathed into him and he became a living soul. The Bible also says in verse 21 that God took a rib from Adam. Now I had rib surgery about a month ago. And it hurts. So you women ought to be thankful because I promise you Adam was in some pain. My wife and I tomorrow celebrate 24 years. She is blessed to be with me for 24 years. So my rib costs something. Do you hear me? Who, somebody said, oh wow. <laughs> Whosoever makes it very clear, it surpasses traditions and doctrines. I'm gonna get on another one. If a church say they are the only ones going to heaven, who died and left them in charge? If a church says you gotta do it my way, you gotta dress my way, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, who died and put you in charge? Whoever, that word or whosoever, makes it clear. God exports his grace worldwide. He don't need nobody else telling us how to get saved. 
And for those who try to restrict it, Jesus has a word. For those that try to restrict his plan of salvation. And the word is whosoever or whoever. Now Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Now, most times I focus on whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. That's one of the reasons we're having baptism today. Those who are being baptized are making a public confession before men. But there is a double confession in this verse. We confess the Lord and then the Lord before men and then the Lord confesses us before his Father. There is a double confession made right there in that verse. So whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father which is in heaven. So let's look at another verse in chapter, Matthew chapter 10 verse 39. Whoever finds his life will lose it. That's confusing. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever finds his life will lose it. That means a person seeking his own pleasure, his own desires will lose his life. But those that lose their life, their own passions and their own desires and everything that they want to accomplish and they focus on seeking God, they will find life. Have you found life? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. So the word who or whosoever can also be used as he. So in Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Baptism, it's not the water that saves you, but it's God's grace accepted through faith in Christ. And it is possible to spend eternity in heaven, it is possible without being baptized. And we see that as the thief on the cross. But if you have an opportunity and you have the health, then you need to be baptized in front of men making a public confession. Has nothing to do with what we're doing today with baptizing, just a part of my message. John 3 and 36, he, that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. I struggled sleeping last night and I was laying there and I was thinking about life. And this thought came to my mind, you really don't know the value of life till you're standing in the doorway of death. You don't realize until you're standing in that moment to where you don't know if you're coming home from the hospital. You don't really get a grasp of how valuable your life is. Even though you're saved, sanctified, set apart, name written in heaven, knowing you're going to heaven, but none, all of us wanna to go to heaven, but none of us wanna die. Figure it out. 
George Ann said, there's Bob Shingleton. My dad used to say that. I'm getting just like my dad is what you're trying to say. The value of life, everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You have a choice to make. You'll either be a whosoever, or you'll have the wrath of God upon you for eternity. The Bible said today is the day of salvation in John 11 and 26. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? And I jotted this down this morning because laying there on the couch last night, not being able to sleep, I just, this thought came to my mind and I used to sing this song. Well, I've just started living. Well, I found me a brand new life. Changed my direction and washed away all my strife. How about you? Have you started living? When I started living means that I'll never die. 38 years ago when I humbled myself at an altar of prayer and acknowledged that God was alive and I asked God to come into my heart and to wash me and to cleanse me. And he wrote my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life and that someday this body will fall and go back to the dust, but the real Robert will live forever. How about you today? How about you? Are you saved? If you are, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Titus 2 and 11 assures us, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, all. Paul contended in 1 Timothy 2 and 6, who gave himself a ransom for all, somebody say all, all. to be testified in due time. Christ sacrificed his life to give freedom to all mankind. Peter affirmed in 2 Peter 3 and 9, not willing that any should perish, but all should have everlasting life. All, not willing that no one should perish. God's gospel has a whosoever policy. We humans were kind of prone to the, the affluent over the destitute, the educated over the dropout, the Jew over the Gentiles. No one is better than anyone else. I laid it throughout the night thinking about this, how we look at people and we try to put them in different categories and the educated, the uneducated, the wealthy, the poor. Nobody has any more self-value than anyone else. We sang about the love of God today. God loves you. God cares about you. God doesn't love someone more than he does somebody else. And we're going to learn a little bit about that. And there was an impassable gulf between the Jews and the Gentiles in the early days of the church. Now you talk about racism. A Jew could not drink milk drawn by Gentiles or eat their food. I call that racism. Jews could not aid a Gentile mother in the hour of need. Jewish physicians could not attend to a non-Jewish patient. So if you're laying there, you're gonna die. No Jew would have anything to do with a Gentile. They were considered unclean. Unless that Jew, of course, was Jesus. 
Suspicions of a new order began to surface because of Jesus' conversation with a Canaanite woman. Her daughter was dying and her prayer was urgent. You think about what your prayer would be if it was your daughter. Yet her ancestry was Gentile. Let's look at Matthew 15 and 24. And she'd prayed and she'd asked the Lord to heal her daughter. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You read that and you say, wow. But really there was no rejection whatsoever in this statement to the woman. It was merely a statement of fact. Jesus had come primarily to the house of Israel while he was here on earth. But why would he make this statement to the woman? Two reasons, she needed to learn persistence, she needed to learn humility and trust. The second reason is she needed to learn that there is only one true religion and only one true Messiah. If you're here this morning or you're listening by television or by live stream, you need to understand there is only one true Savior and there is only one true Messiah and his name is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And in any other name, you better not bow, but you would bow to the name of Jesus. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Verse 27, and she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs. Let me back up to verse 26. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And verse 27, and she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs from which fall from the master's table. These words could be interpreted as harsh Except for one thing, Jesus never spoke harsh to no one and he never turned anyone away that was in great need. And he's the same today. And Jesus had to move the woman forward in her faith in a clear understanding of just who he is. And I wonder, do we really know who he is? Do we just look for a fire escape? a plan of salvation, or do we understand that he is the master of our lives? He is the Lord of our lives. You know, my wife and I, we've, we've been thinking about uh, something that we would like to purchase, and, and I was all gung-ho yesterday, but uh, during the night, I began to pray, Lord, uh, just make me to be content with what I have. And then they begin singing that song this morning about being content. Uh, when we understand that he is the Lord of our lives, he is the master of everything, we will understand uh, uh, his word. L listen, the woman was a Greek. Uh, she was a proud people with a rich heritage uh, and they despised the Jews. Uh, they were worshipers of false gods, uh, a heathen, an outsider, a sinner. But then she humbled herself. And the Bible said that Jesus healed the woman's daughter. And more, listen, then he said to her, woman, thou art of great faith. How about your faith today? Has God ever healed anyone in this house? I said, has God ever healed anyone in this house? 
Has God ever saved anyone in this house? Has God been good to anyone in this house? Could you stand with me this morning and give God a hand clap, a praise, and a shout of praise and acknowledge He is the Lord of your life. He is the master of your soul. He has reached out. He has called you, saved you, sanctified you. If God's been good, give Him a hand and a shout of praise. You may be seated. Jesus healed a woman's daughter and he made his position clear. He was more concerned about bringing everyone in than shutting certain people out. My hearing aids are going crazy on me today and I'm struggling. Just bear with me a second. Can you hear him feeding back? All right. Jesus was found with the outcast. Jesus was found with those that had problems in their lives. Jesus was found with those that were hurting. He hung out with the unpopular. He hung out with the homeless. He hung out with the sick. And I keep going back to my mind in the middle of the night. And I can honestly say, I really don't believe that I've ever treated anyone any different. No matter how many zeros are attached to your checkbook. And I want people on live stream to know and people on television to know that you are valuable and you are worth something and you will be treated the same here at Jewel City Church, your home for compassion because everybody is valuable and none of us have anything greater than the salvation that is in our lives and everyone is to be respected and honored. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. So we spoke about one woman, but there was another woman I wanna mention that everybody was gossiping about. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you ever gossip? Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you'll never hear me repeat gossip. So you better listen the first time. (laughs) This woman I'm speaking about, by the time Jesus met her, She was on a downward spiral. The Bible teaches us she had five husbands. And I got to thinking about this, if she's had five husbands, she probably got a half a dozen kids or more. Five husbands, I'm not talking about burying them. I'm just talking about probably she left them, whatever reason, decades, if you had five husbands, had to be decades of loose living. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, That means she got around town. (laughs) I'm just Robert Singleton. (laughs) Say it the way I think it. Is that all right, Marvin? It's all right. So she had five husbands and they were gone. Now she's living. She's shacking up with her boyfriend that must not have thought too much of weddings. I got to thinking about that in the middle of the night. He probably thought I ain't spending my money on a wedding because I'm probably not gonna be around real long. Right? (laughs) Gossipers wagging their tongue about her. 
How else can we explain her midday appearance at the well? All the other women at that time would come early in the morning around 6 a.m. Cause noonday was the hottest time of the day. So why would this woman come at noonday? I would say preferring the heat of the sun over the heat of the scorn, the tongue. Probably wanting to avoid the gossip, the laughter, mocking. But something happened at that well. She became a whosoever. Something can happen at that well today. You, my friend, sir, woman, child, can become a whosoever. Jesus entered into her life with a promise of endless water and quenched thirst. This woman was confused. I want to go to John 4 and I want to start reading verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me? Which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, whosoever. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Everlasting. Whosoever. And now you're Everlasting when you call upon the name of the Lord. And the woman saith unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. She was confused. She said, give me this water that I never have to come back to this well and I'll never have to face these women again. I'll never have to face the heat of the day again. And the Lord said, I'm, you're a whosoever. He didn't, he didn't talk he didn't condemn her. He knew about her past. He didn't condemn her. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got a past. He said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. And 38 years ago, sir, I took a drink. 38 years ago, I quit drinking from one spout and I got a drink from another spout. And I've not been perfect since then, but I've been saved. We are giving, there is a desire for physical food and there is a desire for physical water. But God has created us with a thirst for his presence. And if you never experience 
that drink from the well, you will experience the wrath of God. But once you've taken a drink from the presence of God, God will fill you up and you will never thirst for the things of the world again, but you will have a desire for God Almighty. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, you may have come in here thinking of no, that you have no value, but you are valuable. I'll tell you how valuable you are. God sent his son Jesus. God turned his back on Jesus. Jesus died on a cross that you could be a whosoever and have everlasting life. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Here's something else that was on my mind. She left. She went back home. She said, come see a man that told me everything about me. Two days he abode, the Bible says, and many came to know him because of her testimony. Most don't wanna share their testimony because they're ashamed of their past. My past is my past. Thinking about my children, saints compared to what I was. He called a one woman a heathen. Outside of Christ, that's what we are, heathen. And we wanna say this one's sin, is greater than this one's sin, but sin is sin in the eyes of God. I've got a testimony. My life was messed up. I partied, I chased, I fought, I've stolen. All these things that I'm not proud of, but I've got a past. And a past, when it's under the blood, creates a testimony. And I'm here today to testify that I am not the same that I used to be. I couldn't control myself, but now God has moved in. And when God moves in, God cleans up. So it don't matter what you snorted this morning, you're still valuable. It don't matter where you drank last night, you're still welcome here at this house. It don't matter who you slept with last night, it matters who you sleep with tonight. And it better be your wife. Huh? Huh? God will clean you up. God cares about you. Whosoever. You are whosoever. You are whosoever. You are whosoever. I know some of your past. You're a whosoever now. Huh? Stand with me and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Can you do that? Stand with me. Has God cleaned anybody up? Does anybody have a testimony? The woman, go ahead singers, come back. The woman then left her water pot. Hmm. I just now, I looked down and I seen that verse, verse 28. The woman then left her water pot. The very thing that was empty, oh man, this is, the very thing that was empty, she left it behind. My, my, my. The very thing that is empty in your life, why don't you leave it behind? Huh? Why don't you come to the spout where the glory comes out? 
Why don't you come and say, Father, I've come empty. I'm telling you there's empty people in the house. I come empty, God. Get down on your knees before him and say, God, I come empty, but I've come to be filled. And I promise you, God will fill you. And I want you, again, I want to say this one more time. You are valuable. People commit suicide because they feel like they have no value. And I have done suicide funerals, Jimmy, for many, many years. And I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but get that thought out of your mind. You are a whosoever. You are the very reason Jesus died on a cross. Whosoever. She left her water pot behind and went her way into the city and she said, the word said, and she said to the men, to the men, I don't know what that means, but to me, she had been involved with a lot of men. And she went back and she said to the men, come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? So they went out of the city and they all came unto him. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying, because of her testimony. Huh? Verse 40, so when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there two days and many more believed because of his own word. The woman on the margin became the woman with a message. 38, 39 years ago, the man sitting on a bar stool and I looked over and I said to my friends, I love you, but I'm not coming back. The man that was drowning became a lifeguard with a message. And what he's done in my life, he will do in your life. No one else gave her a chance. <laughs> Nobody else gave her a chance, but Jesus did. I still remember 28 years ago when I put it in the newspaper that God had called me to open up a church very few gave a chance. Many laughed, mocked, and a lot of those are in this room today. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> he came for people like the woman at the well. He came for me at a bar. Where'd he come for you, Scotty? Crystal? Tim? Where'd he show up for you, George Ann? I've heard the bar stories. Back in her day, you'd rather fight the devil than fight her. It's true. True. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Are you a whosoever? Are you a whoever? Why don't you take a drink this morning? Right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to come to you and drag you down here. If you can't honestly say with 100%, I know that I know if I die, heaven is my home, then it's probably not your home. 
Is there one right where you're at this morning? Slip your hand up and say, Pastor, right here this morning, right in my seat, I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one? Slip your hand real high. Slip your hand real high. I see that hand. I see your hand, sir. Somebody else? 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 It don't matter about your past. It don't matter where you've been. It matters where you're headed. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Sir, that raised your hand, I want you to look at me. That's right, look at me. Take the lady's hand beside of you. Right there, you just made a public confession. And listen to me, those aren't tears of sorrow. The Spirit of the Lord is on you. Let them tears flow. The devil is a liar. Your mistakes and your faults and your failures are behind you. Let it out, that's right. Not often do I see people just totally surrender. Give it to the Lord. Talk to him. I had, had someone tell me last week, I don't know how to pray. Here's how you pray. You talk. You don't need some flowery prayer. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. That's right. I didn't even have to tell him. Say it out loud. Say it loud enough everybody can hear you. Lord Jesus, today, clean me up. Forgive me, Lord. Save my soul. Lord Jesus, from this day forward, I do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. I want to share with you what I feel that the Lord would have me say. I, I, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I'm very careful about that. Let me speak to him for a second, would you, Jim? Hold on. Look at me, sir. I believe the Lord would have me say to you, like I shared just a few minutes ago, when I looked at my friends and I said, I love you, but I'm not coming back. I believe the Lord would say, and I don't even know you, that there's some people in your life that you can't go back to. You understand? You gotta cut loose of these people. Because if you go back as a new Christian, you're not strong enough to stand against that environment. So as we heard earlier, how environment during our worship is important. You need to saturate yourself with God's presence, God's people. You need to turn your radio to a different channel, to a K-Love, someone to help you, to a Christian station, okay? It's not a one-time gab it and grab it. It's a lifestyle. I never went back. I fell in other areas but I never went back. You can't go back, okay? You can only go forward, all right? And I said I wouldn't come to you and forgive me. And I normally don't, but I can tell you're broken and you are under conviction. <laughs> Father, we just come. Church, put your hands this direction. 
We come before this young man, Father. Lord God, we stand in the gap for him. First of all, Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful that you're in this house, that you walked this aisle, that you entered this man's heart, and you drew him. And I'm so thankful he came to the well. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would give him a drink of your presence, that he would never thirst for you again. I pray, God, for a supernatural strength, God, that he would be able to say, no, no, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. Lord God, I'm going to live a life full in Jesus' name and amen. Give me a hug. I walked up on the stage this morning when they was rehearsing. Aren't you glad we don't have no program? I walked up on the stage while they were worshiping, I should say, before church. And I whispered to Pastor Kerry and I said, he's here. I said, the Lord's here. And when I walked through that door over there this morning, I was like, whoa. And he's manifested himself and the greatest miracle you could ever see is in salvation. Every head bowed and every eye closed, church family, Christians, believers, let's be honest. Are you struggling? Is there problems in your life? Are you hurting? Do you have difficulties? Do you feel empty? Are you as close to the Lord that you should be? If not, you need a touch from the Lord today. Would you slip your hand high and say, Pastor, I need a touch. I need, I need a cool, refreshing drink from the well. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 